0: Hey, listeners, after five babies, I've changed a lot of diapers, and I have opinions about them. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are best to use when your baby is older. But in my experience, they're the best diapers to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. That's because these diapers don't have ordinary diaper tabs. They have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby who just can't stop moving, just slide on to apply, rip the sides to remove, and roll everything up with the disposal tape on the back. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, and just got even better with a new blowout barrier. And since these diapers stretch with your baby, your active baby can move all over the place, getting into everything as usual. Pampers Cruisers 360 are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
0: Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 55. It is airing on August 21, which is pretty much our one-year anniversary. It's very exciting. Uh, We released three episodes right at the beginning um, to to launch the podcast. So you think about 52 weeks plus the three at the beginning, this episode 55 brings us right around to where we started. And so this will be our anniversary episode with a little bit of back-to-school tidbits thrown in because, you know, we want to be helpful in addition to just clapping ourselves on the back, which is always fun, but, uh, you know, uh, our traffic has been growing, which has been awesome. Uh, we could always use more though, right? There are many people in this world who do not yet know about best of both world podcasts. So if you were thinking, Hey, I would like to celebrate with Sarah and Laura, this wonderful <laughs> anniversary. Our milestone. So. Yes, our milestone. Yes. our You could do so by telling a friend or colleague about this podcast. You could wish us a happy birthday on social media, tag us. Um, that would be great because then people will see it as well. Or- even more wonderful, you can leave us a rating or review over on iTunes because it really does help Um, when people are looking at podcasts. Maybe somebody's mentioned it or they found us through a search and they're like, oh, should I bother? And if you've got hundreds of five-star reviews, people are like, oh, well, maybe I will. Uh, So please do leave a rating or review. It would be a great way to say happy birthday to us. We would appreciate it.
2: Um, We really enjoy doing this and we will remind you that we are ad-free. So there. No, that's what you can do to repay us. <laughs> that's what you
0: can do to repay us. Um, is, is to leave us a rating or review. Also, you can respond to our survey, which we will be putting out soon, um, because we want to know what you'd like more of, uh, what we could do better. Uh, there will be a prize. I don't think we've exactly decided what the prize is yet. You didn't like
2: my idea? No, that's I not enough. Happy to give maybe we, maybe time. we can yeah. add to that. Yeah, think no, we, I mean, we did. My my wonderful husband actually has. He would like to create some best of both worlds mugs, I think mostly just for me and Laura, but you never know. We could also perhaps could share those around. Yes, there could be yeah. some best of both worlds
0: <laughs> swag. No, we said you could, you know, win a copy of one of my books, although a number of our, our blog readers have already purchased my books. and That's a good point. It's true. But like I, you could give it to a friend. That would be awesome too. And then I solved the problem of what to give to her for Christmas. So I guess that would be useful as well. Uh, Yeah, so we were looking back on, you know, because we get the stats over at Libsyn, our host, of how many downloads there have been for various different episodes.
2: So well, and popular, what? Yeah. yeah, well, like I gotta say, like the cool thing is that it's skewed and it's skewed to the more recent episodes because we've grown over time, which is so cool. Um, so I mean, we'll talk a little bit about oldies but goodies later. I don't want to do a disservice for some to some of the ones we did earlier, which actually cover some really kind of basic bread and butter, best of both worlds topics. But in recent times, since we've had more listeners, our sort of top top ones have been more recent. So the most popular one in this, um, is is a tribute to Laura. Probably is the one that we did to promote her book. Well, not promote her book to discuss her book off the That's clock.
0: Good. We were promoting. <laughs> let's let's not beat around the bush, You're right? allowed to self promote. Uh, I mean, self promote Yeah, the there you go. And
2: I really truly enjoyed that book. So it was a it was a fun episode and fun to talk about. And many of you checked it out, which is really cool. Yeah, that was episode
0: forty three off the clock
2: on that one. Yes, our goals check in recently was pretty popular. Our time tracking episode was a hit, number thirty nine. Our most popular interview episode, drumroll please, just kidding, um, we'll give a shout out to Rebecca Fike. Um, she was the attorney um, with a very popular blog called Lag Live that um, had a great conversation with us um, sort of midway through the year, number 28. So if you haven't checked that out, I highly recommend it. Um, people seem to like the KonMari debate, number 30, the mom guilt, which we kind of expected, and Planner Palooza. I will give a shout out to, that was number 20 one of my faves to do. And then also the recent superficial things.
0: (laughs) Yes. Although, you know, it's interesting. Our our top ones are are mostly us yakking, which is interesting to know um, that, uh, People seem to like that. I know. Plus, we have we're going to do a better job describing in our
2: titles what incredible things our guests bring to each show. Because I do think sometimes people see a name they're not familiar with, and then they scroll on by. I know I've been guilty of that. So we're going to try to do a better job, kind of showing you why a, a guest was so compelling to us. Um, we have gotten to the point. I don't want to sound snobby. No, I'm just kidding. Where, you know, we get more guest pitches than we have space for in episodes, which is not, you know, that's pretty exciting. But it also means that we're able to kind of pick and choose who we think would be really awesome for you guys to hear from. And it doesn't need to be someone who's famous. It may be someone who has a particular situation or an interesting job. But yeah, so I think that those are going to continue to uh, improve throughout time as well.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely got feedback that we needed to describe those episodes better um, at our guests. So if they're not a famous person, people want to know, well, why should I listen? Um, and that makes total sense. You're trying to decide why to you use your precious time listening to something. Uh, so we are getting better on that. We appreciate the feedback. Please keep sending the feedback. Again, we are going to do a survey, but we welcome feedback in all forms, and we are trying to um, get better. I mean, that's we're, we're newbies at this. This has been our first year on it, um, and I definitely feel more comfortable now than we did <laughs> 55 episodes ago, but, uh, yeah, lots, lots of room to grow in there. Uh, Sarah, what have been your favorite moments so far?
2: Ooh. Um, well, interviewing Manoush is way up there as we talked about, um, let's see. I liked all the organizing podcasts that we've done and I really enjoyed talking to Lauren Smith Brody. Like, right. She wrote, she wrote the fifth trimester right as I was headed back to work. I thought that was such a cool opportunity and great timing. And I will say Gretchen Rubin was uh, pretty thrilling. You know, I've listened to her for so long. And then having her on our phone line was pretty thrilling.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. What about you? Well, I've been really liking the listener questions. I worried, you know, are we going to get enough listener questions? And I I think the answer is yes, we will get enough (laughs) listener questions to take us through this podcast for the rest of time, um, pretty much, uh, which is wonderful. Like, you know, people love to... And not even just the question, people have strategies they want to share as well. And and one of the great things about having this platform is you get to have this conversation with people and learn from each other and learn what works, learn what hasn't worked. So I know that that's a service that, you know, wonderful women provide for each other. And so I've, I've been happy to be a part of that. Um, in terms of, you know, I, I I had a real kick over Ann Bogle because I, I love- Oh, women. me too. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we traded out, you know, she, I went on her show and she came on ours and I secretly wanted to do that forever. <laughs>
2: to be and I'm, secret- I'm not so secretly a little bit jealous. But I got <laughs> actually, I got a mini, what should I read next during our episode? So That's that was That's true. So you got so amazing. Many, some amazing recommendations <laughs>
0: right there. Um,
2: and I've read almost all of them, actually. i have to go back and listen and see if I hit all of them and, and do a recap. But she gave me some really great recommendations. Yeah.
0: You know, I have a soft spot for the, the mom guilt episode because I have some very strong feelings on this topic uh, though. Uh, we, we got some fascinating feedback on it and partly just about you're my dynamic. Apparently I'm the, I'm the tough one and you're the, this the sweet one. I guess <laughs> if that's our, our like vaudeville <laughs> on show the podcast thing. anyway, I yeah. don't know about <laughs>
2: reality. That's so funny. Uh,
0: there, there have been some great moments. I, you know, you talked about the minutiae episode. It was so hilarious to me. I, I mean, I love that you have this like fangirl moment for her of, uh, you know, you're so excited to talk to Minouche. you had been playing this up on your blog beforehand. They're like, oh, we've got this really exciting, awesome guest coming up. And, you know, but
2: I didn't want to reveal it. You didn't want to I reveal it. it. It's like, oh, is it going
0: to be Beyonce or something like that? And we were talking about, <laughs> is it going to be Beyonce? And, and then, you know, we were telling this to Minouche on air, you know, and Sarah's like, oh, and my listeners, are, my readers are so excited about, you know, you being on. And she's like, well, not if they were expecting Beyonce. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah, the, that that was is one, one of it. my favorite favorite moments of all time in the uh, in the podcast. Um, oh my goodness! So I that was that was great. Um, we. Uh, the oldies but goodies, yeah. The the back, so please. Um, another thing you can do is if you just came to us in the past few months, um, heard about the podcast, I mean, we're a little bit more polished now than we were, um, back last. Have
2: you gone back and listened? Do we sound better now?
0: I haven't really. It's fine, I think we do. We sound better. I think it's more that we figured out how to have a conversation without. Like being in the same room, that it's a bit more give and take. Um, that I think we're a little bit more hesitant uh, on, on the first few episodes. There's a bit more of like, okay, now what do I say? Oh, should I say this? Like I was definitely feeling like, oh, should I?
2: Yeah. Come in? Like a little bit more self editing. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah. I do. And I wonder, I think I, so I, I listen to all of my podcasts on 1.5 speed, and I've noticed that. I'm one of the only people that seems really fast on 1.5 speed. So I think when we started, I spoke slower. So I wonder if that's actually a negative. So I will appreciate feedback on whether, whether I well, speak. I, think, I fast. think
0: you sound fine. I mean, I, but I'm listening to you at normal speed. So I, I mean, chipmunk <laughs> speed, I'm not sure. But, it's, uh, you know, so we, we both like, you know, the episode number one was why we decided to have more than two kids. Um, so we talked about that. Episode number four on child care. Uh, people always, you know, write us and be like, you should do an episode on child care. Well, we have. I mean, we could do one every like four weeks and people would. Yeah, well, we could do another. We, could, it, but, you we could
2: do child care 2.0 at some point. Yeah. But we did talk a lot about various nuances in that episode. So I definitely recommend checking that out if you're interested.
0: Um, the mental load one, that was episode number five. Um, we have a most likely, we'll have a guest on this fall who will be talking yes. a little bit mo- more about mental load and emotional labor and stuff like that. So it'll be, and uh, we'll be revisiting that topic um later on. Number, episode number eight: outsourcing and division. Oh, num- number nine. Yeah, that's is where division we admit. Of- like yeah, the- we were on this for like a, yeah, many episodes in a row.
2: <laughs> that was a hot topic. Well, it still is, I guess. It will <laughs> um, never not be a hot topic. It will never not be a hot topic. Well, maybe someday when there's, you know, equality everywhere, everywhere. all over the world.
0: Maybe. Good luck with that.
2: Great. It, uh, could happen. it could happen.
0: Yeah. What The most random. I love this. The, the hurricane one episode. Number uh, seven.
2: Yeah, we were dedicated. We, were, we really wanted to come out with a weekly episode. And back then, I don't think we were working quite as far ahead as we do now. So when Hurricane Irma struck, you were like, Well, is there any reason that you can't record an episode from where you're? And I was like, Yeah, good point. Why the hell not? So, uh, we set up my laptop in my sister's house where we had fled to in North Carolina and did a, a Hurricane Irma episode. So, I'm not like necessarily recommending that one, but it was, it was pretty it was fine, you know, it was a the moment.
0: About... Um, that it was it was... Of the... well, because Sarah and I are, I mean, this long time listeners know this obviously, but we are not in the same place. Like, so she's in Miami. I'm in Philadelphia. Like we're not recording in the same place at all. And so it was more just like if she had an internet connection somewhere, she was able to, record. I said, well, you know, we, we don't have to, like, obviously if this doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we could also just, you know, record 20 minutes of us talking on the phone and, and put that up. And so that's what we pretty much did. Um, Well, actually through our, through her internet. So same as normal.
2: Yeah. Same as usual. You know, eventually I think it would be really fun for us to record some in person. And I do have some trips. I'm from Philadelphia where Laura lives right outside of Philly. We have some trips coming up this winter. So there may be some, live podcasts coming at you or at least recorded in the same room podcasts yes, coming okay. at you I, but it's not our typical
0: i, I want to go to miami in the winter so <laughs> make sure i don't go yeah you Europe should here, yeah you no, i mean just should. to get out of here low moments <sighs> We've had some technical difficulties, and unfortunately what happens is it always happens when we have like a high-profile guest. I mean,
2: literally, it's it's uncanny, and there's no reason that that should be true. It's just but computers can like, sense that we're working on Literally, our
0: top three
2: technical disasters were with, Gre- well, number one, Dina Castor. Yes. Which you'll talk about in a minute. Number two, Gretchen Rubin, and number three, Manoush. I mean, really.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was too bad I, because uh <laughs> these are all well we had some issues with the meredith bodgas one too with the the editor-in-chief of working mother magazine oh yeah in our yes. world as it's well
2: like it's like Zencaster knows it's Zencaster so knows. Attached.
0: yeah <laughs> you know, well and and so you know dina it was lovely it was a beautiful interview i thought this was so awesome but we had our tracks didn't line up um so it was being recorded in her location and my location and then we you know we just it so we didn't Get to review it before for whatever reason. And it's nowadays, we actually now we, we know we can ever.
2: submit them separately, and they can fix that issue if it happens. So we actually have done that in in, in several episodes since then, but we didn't know at that point, yeah. and that was so, so yeah, heartbreaking on
0: top of each other. And so at first, I thought, oh, wow, I'm being just the most rude interviewer ever. Why do I keep speaking on top of Dina? I've got to stop this. Okay, note to self, don't do that anymore. And know I'm taking notes. I'm like, you know, trying to prove my interview technique, and then I realized like, no, it's not that I'm speaking on top of her. It is they were literally the overlaid. Are overlaid. Yeah. It's you know, she's having a normal conversation with me. It's just it's delayed and so that was that was unfortunate we, we've we had I mean some, some people gave us a, a tough time on that episode which you know I understand um, but we actually had some nice feedback on it too people like well it was really almost impossible to listen to but I thought she was so awesome that I listened to it anyway <laughs> I was like oh well bless you for, for doing that because uh, she is amazing I mean you know, bronze medal in the um, Athens marathon in the Olympics game in Olympic game she has won um, the New York City marathon uh, you know just an incredible person as well so so if you can ignore my question, maybe you can just like fast forward through my question and just listen to her. That would be that would be great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And her book is really good too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, surprising moments.
2: Hmm. Oh, well, I would say I, I mentioned it before, but like we keep getting pitches sometimes from like actual publicists. This probably surprises you less. I mean, you're in an industry where you're used to that, but I am absolutely, you know. I'm a physician. Like I've never, I do have a blog that I've had for a long time. And so there's that sort of public persona, but you know, I've never hit it super big to the point where people's publicists are sort of asking for airtime from me other than like the occasional back in the glory days of blogging, I'd get like a box of like spaghetti or something, <laughs> <laughs> to review. Um anyway, so I've been I've been really impressed and surprised by that.
0: So, um keep them coming. That's really cool and a lot of fun. Yeah, cuz what we, about you? We definitely get some ideas from that. I mean, we can't write about everything and you know, we have certain markets that I mean, we we have angles that we like. I mean, we're there there are certain topics we're probably not going to cover um or we feel like we have and probably not going to revisit them much again. But, you know, we are yeah. always looking for for new ones to for guests. So, so that's great.
2: And I will say actually, I'll put a shout out so we're We're looking for more diversity. Um, We are looking, like, we have not had a same sex couple yet, and that's sad. So, we should do that. And we are looking for perhaps the right dad guests to come on. That's some people have requested that. So, uh, I'm not sure what angle we'd want to take with that, but if, if it's the right person, we would consider it. We we get a lot of pitches from entrepreneurs, and we feel like there are a lot of podcasts out there for entrepreneurs. I mean, there are. I know there are because that's where I sort of felt very left out where a lot of these podcasts are talking about how to do life when you're working for yourself. And, and I wanted something that was not that. Um, so, you know, not to discourage the entrepreneurs, but if you have – a fairly rigid job with something interesting about it and something to say, then that we'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've been surprised by um, how many of our listeners um, do not have kids yet um, that are often younger professional women who are considering having kids in the next, like, say, you know, year to five years. Um, and I, I think that many are listening to us to get a different voice on it, to know that it's not going to be this crazy, horrible, you know, stressed thing um, that there are people who love their careers, love their families rocking both and hearing from our guests who are doing that as well. Um, So that's, that's been exciting because it makes me feel like we're, you know, not just sharing strategies with people who are already in the trenches, but, you know, giving people uh, a mindset that it might be different from some of the stories they see out there. So I, I quite like that.
2: I, I think I would have enjoyed this podcast 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> well, I wish we had starts- started it 10 years ago. We would have been a. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. Or even five years ago. Get in on that then- podcast growth curve. I mean, exactly. you know, it's growing rapidly now. I mean, one of the, like, I've been meeting, we'll talk more about this in another episode, but I've been meeting a lot of podcasters the past few days. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, well, I've done 10 episodes or I've done 20 episodes. We're like, oh, we've already done 55. Hoo, hoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're like old we'll school old guard. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Except not.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's so true. I wish we had done this before. I will say once I came up with the idea, well, we both had the idea independently, but like I put it on the blog one day and our podcast was born like a month later, like I'm impressed with us at how quickly we
0: we jumped on that. We are awesome at execution, so that is that is good. Well, cool. Yeah. So we've we've had a really fun time at this. This has been, I mean, a massive highlight of my year. I, I you know, have been really glad that we decided to do Me it. Me too.
2: Me too. It's been a massive highlight of, of going part-time and then picking this up as like a bizarre hobby slash part-time. I don't even know because again – not not really earning anything, but it's really fun. And um, gaining the audience is really fun. And talking to you guys and hearing from you guys and thinking of these great topics and meeting these guests, it's really, it's pretty thrilling. Yeah. No, that's
0: great. Well, so we want to pivot now to the second half of this episode. We are going to be talking about back to school because as we're airing in late August. Lots of people are sending their children back to school in the next two to three weeks. And I got to say every year I wind up getting a bunch of requests for, you know, interviews and stuff around this time that people are all worried about their schedules their time management, like how everything's going to work out when they go back to school. And it's kind of interesting to me. I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's become built up as this like crazy time i, I kind of like the build-up
2: though you like i build something up. kind of fun and sparkly like about supplies. it I,
0: li- I think you like the school supplies
2: yeah that's actually yeah visions of like well even like we got the catalog with like the backpacks in it and i was like ooh, you guys can pick a backpack like that that stuff is doesn't get old for me
0: <laughs> no it doesn't okay. I, I like my school supplies too um i will probably be buying yet more pretty little notebooks because i love pretty little notebooks and you know, back in the day, it was like so exciting when I could get a nice notebook and, you know, now I have like – I keep buying them. And
2: Well, you wrote that you know, like one, um, you know, tip you have is buy your own school supplies, that it's fun. And I said, well, I, I buy my school supplies. 365 days of the year so some of us don't need like a special season for it sure. every I do, time I'm, I in target, love I'm
0: over and they, i mean <laughs> it's still it's target like i haven't gone really high end right so it's like a limited you know kind of thing but i am over there and I'm like oh that's a pretty nobody i'm like i just you know it's like 10 bucks i think i could buy it you know and then yeah. i do and then it's
2: it's a simple pleasure it's, it's a
0: simple pleasure but it i have not had a just, many brilliant thoughts to fill all these beautiful little notebooks. Um, so I'm not really sure what I'm thinking okay. about that. <laughs> so yeah, back to school hacks, uh, that horrible word.
2: Talk about your, your you have a spreadsheet. I have a tell spreadsheet. me, tell us about the spreadsheet. Okay,
0: so I have the activity spreadsheet and it is really, it's my time tracking spreadsheet. So if we have anyone here who has downloaded my, my time tracking spreadsheet or, you know, whatever, it's just Excel. Like it's not crazy. But it's the 168 hours of a week um, in half-hour blocks. It goes from 5 a.m. Monday to 5 a.m. Monday with the days of the week across the top, half-hour blocks across the left, and so you've got 336 cells. And I have actually mapped out the children's activities onto this spreadsheet because it allows me to see at a glance, like if, if a day has too much on it, then maybe we need to um, try to get in a different session of gymnastics as opposed to like the Tuesday one, right? So maybe you sign up for the Thursday one instead of the Tuesday one because the kids have these activities on Tuesday, which are only offered on Tuesday. So then you know we we shouldn't sign up for extra stuff on Tuesday. It also helps us get into a rhythm. We do have some activities like karate, which are is offered like six days a week. Um, each of the children's levels there is there are classes six days a week. You can come to whichever one you want, but it, it's helpful to keep going to the same one um, just because. Than that instructor less confusing. knows you. It's less yeah. confusing. Today the day or is not the day. You want to get into some sort of rhythm with it. Um, but so you can sort of assign that on it. You know, we can see what's going on in the weekend. Um, it's also helped me in terms of, you know, last year I, I was really good about. I was leaving one afternoon free. Um, so I said it was okay that we were going to be a little bit busier on other days. Um, but Wednesday was going to be open. Like we weren't going to have activities then. And that way, I knew it was always open for. Play so the kids could just come home and relax and not have to go anywhere if they didn't want to. Um, it was also a day then that I could definitely work later, um, which there's something to be said for that uh, because often I wind up doing some of the, the driving and we, we have help with the driving. So it's not like I'm doing all the driving. But I, with four, I, I, a I, lot I, of times that's you, you still need to. You it. still need two drivers, which then I have to have another driver if I'm gone, you know, if my husband's not here. So that was a goal to have sort of Wednesday and Friday sort of off as much as possible. And then uh, be very busy Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And yeah, but I, I got to say the spreadsheet has been helpful. It makes me, you know, it, it seems doable. And then I can share the spreadsheet with anyone else who needs to see the spreadsheet.
2: Um, well, I saved my, so I do like the same thing, but I draw it out. I mean, I, it's essentially the same thing. And it like shows like each day and after school where they are, because that's sometimes hard to keep track. Like which room you have to pick up on after school activities and, and the times. Yeah, it's super helpful. And I will, I actually save the I don't want to give like my new one because then everyone would could like stalk my kids, but I saved one from last year. So you can, I can share that
0: with (laughs) her. So they'll be stalking (laughs) children in a different (laughs) classroom.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They won't be able to find them. Um, Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely think putting it all down so you can see it in one place and see each day and what's overlapping and what's not is really important. Um, It's less to juggle for us, obviously because only two of mine are old enough to really be doing any activities, but I still am trying to keep things really streamlined in that if I can put them in the same place or have almost the same time pick, up, like, then that's what they're going to do. And I will say, I'm taking advantage of the fact that my four year old is pretty, like, he likes everything. He's pretty easygoing at this stage. So, you know, if there's a class that makes logistic sense, then that's what he's going to be taking. Um, and I love the one day free thing. We're going to try to have Fridays be off.
0: Cool. Well, that's a good day in general for that because then you're sort of going into family time or, you know, some people, uh, you know, have religious celebrations that they need to wind down by Friday evening anyway. So, um, that's a good day for that. uh, Definitely.
2: Yeah. For us, it's like movie night and like just, you know, rest. And sometimes I'm off on Fridays so, you know, I could pick them up and just be nice.
0: Yeah. My other suggestion, I said, go ahead and put your own activities on the spreadsheet, too, um, because you might see that actually you can uh, do it. Like you have space for something that you might want to do. Uh,
2: what activities are you thinking about? Well,
0: I mean, I have mine already. It's that I have my choir on Thursday nights um, and it, it's not meeting during the summer. So we've had a break from this now and I'm sort of telling you know my family to kind of enjoy this time off from it. Like I'm here on, you know, unless I'm traveling, but you know, it also then I'm not singing on Sunday morning. Um, we've decided to take the summer off from religion. <laughs> not really. Uh, we're, just, <laughs> we're not going to church uh, as, as regular in the summer. And, and that's fun because they're not Sunday school anyway. So I would be sitting like with all my kids in church and that's just. Um... Uh, well, it might be. You know what? Than- Seasonality but, helps because
2: you you'll enter with more
0: vigor. <laughs> enter starting fresh. Uh, yeah, starting in and so we're off from maybe organized religion in the summer. Where you know, yes. Uh, so we'll start again in the in the fall, mid September, and I will have Thursday nights and then Sunday mornings um, that uh, I'm going to try to. I want to get a little bit better about making the kids come with me because I I think they they should. I mean, I think you know meeting friends through your house of worship is good cuz it's not just the kids in your school and then it's so like more positive environment.
2: Too. Yeah, like it's another community. It's another
0: community. Um, the the 6th grader is, you know, they have a good middle school thing um, which I think is also great and so he I think would actually enjoy it like and plus I think they have donuts every week so I think I might be able to talk that one up. But, yeah, no, so I put in my own activity of Thursday night. And you're, are you going to train for something? Like, did you? Yeah,
2: this- I was saying, like, my activity might be that I pick a – I might do the Miami half marathon again next January. So that means in the fall I would start half, half, start training. So nothing too crazy. And I'm in two book clubs, the parenting one and the regular one. So, yeah, that seems like a good – number of activities.
0: But you can definitely you right do now. your own activities. I mean, don't don't be so busy with your kids' stuff that you don't do your own stuff. I mean, thus is the way of unhappy parenting. So make sure that your life works with the kids' activity schedule too, um, which I'm, you know, I'm saying that and I need to be better about it myself. I do definitely feel like the past year I have not, um, I have felt a little bit stressed about some of my shortened work days um, due to activities, which I think is, is not going to be improved um as the kids get into more stuff and want to do more stuff so i really need to but
2: you've uh, also had a super successful year that is so. true i mean
0: i gotta say like i've i've you know, been earning more as i'm working less i don't think it's actually related though it's not at all it's it's the same thing it's that as i've you know, had more of the things that, you know, I've done in the past pay off um, that can pay off in terms of not having to do as much. And then also. And
2: it's true. Sometimes it doesn't matter what the output is. If you feel stressed about it in your life, like if that week doesn't look like what you want your week to look like, because you're always getting cut off and you're always feeling rushed, then, then it needs to be looked at.
0: No, that's right. I want to have some open space for for writing. And partly that may be about being better about scheduling calls to certain times and meetings to certain times and leaving more open times um, during other points. But, you know, I mean, I, I assume my middle schooler will have activities in the afternoon, but he'll be home from school a lot earlier. Um, so that shortens oh. it on the other end, you know. that. Yes, yeah, so
2: you have a big transition yeah. you're going. You were talking about how one of your tips is that talking to other parents about those transitions before they happen. And I totally agree with you. I love to get intel from like older parents, the families with older kids. I sort of, I tend to love to grill them. Maybe they get, <laughs> get annoyed. You know, what's the middle school like? Do they like it any Oh, I don't think they might. Be people yeah. always
0: love to be asked stuff, but the idea that they're the experts and you're asking for advice. Like that is one of the most enjoyable human interactions of like, "Oh, I'm telling you the ways of the world." Like people love doing that. I doing Well, that I love really. to probe people
2: yeah. in that way, so.
0: But I you know, I yeah, I spent much of my I went to like various things over the last year of like fifth grade parents. And I would ask the ones who were, who had older children that the, you know, the fifth grader was their, their youngest, um, you know, what they had their impressions of various you know, things in the community and programs at the middle school and all this stuff. And, um, you know, we, the, you know, my 11 year old is starting this um, particular program in middle school that he had to apply for. And uh, there's a multiple, multiple multidisciplinary um, program that with an emphasis on art, which he really likes, but I wouldn't have known oh, to cool. apply if, you know we hadn't talked to other parents and had a sense that oh well, we know that kid and know that that kid is somewhat similar to ours and you know if it was a good fit for them, we should do it too um so yeah that that's we wouldn't have known it at all except for that you know
2: yeah there are a lot of sort of between the lines types of things related to school and school activities you can't use it's not easily Googleable stuff you know yeah. Oh, Although, you know,
0: I liked your pro to. So, Sarah, I had to put a note with this too.
2: Oh yes, yeah. This is a pet peeve of my husband and I. So, we have a lot of, and, and some of my friends are listening. So, hi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a lot of my friends have sent their kids to to private school for for elementary, and we, we go to the public school. You have to be very careful if you're doing that, not to make comments to sort of like justify your choice by putting down. Another because either
0: way, like, I mean, you, e- you, just way, can't, you just win can't win
2: because whether or not we chose public school because it was cheaper or because we felt it was the best choice, we would feel bad, right? Because either if we can't afford that echelon that you're talking about, or if like they're somehow implying that we made a stupid decision, it's like there's no way to win. So, um, you can talk about being happy with your choice, I suppose, but you have to be very careful with that particular conversation territory I think
0: yeah or I mean you know or even if you're at, at you know your kids are in the public so you don't want to be like oh we would never send our kids to private school only like crazy
2: right like, right <laughs> I
0: mean not no. common sense here but but often you know when we're, we've chosen certain things for our kids because we think it is the best option but that, and it's such a that high another- investment
2: mean like you can't like it's such a high I don't know how, how to put this like it's a you know, people put a lot of thought into those choices. Like it's probably not something that they did lightly. So it can feel very insulting if, <laughs> if, 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 if someone, I don't know, just uh, gives a negative slant to, to what you've done, probably very thoughtful.
0: Yeah, you just That's always premise that, well, we thought it was right for. Our kid. Whatever. for our kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine because it doesn't mean something else isn't right for another kid. And, you know, we're all trying to do the best. So um, that, that was And I will say that most people
2: are very thoughtful in that conversation. I've just been stuck in a few kind of group convos where, where it felt awkward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Another tip, we had uh, designate a launching spot. Um, so in our house, all shoes, backpacks, and coats go in the same place. And they never Leave Like there is no taking your backpack up to your room, like stuff can come out of the backpack, but then it needs to go right back in. Um, if it needs to be returned to school, for instance, your coat also cannot go up to your room, your shoes cannot go up to your room, they, they all have to be in the mudroom, because, you know, once one kid's shoes are in some other part of the house, like it's game over, like we're late for the bus or for, you know, taking someone to school in the morning. So yeah
2: we we have no mudroom definitely more the urban uh lifestyle here but um we have a bookshelf and that is the, our mudroom <laughs> we also don't have coats so there you go <laughs> um so all the backpacks go in this one shelf and it's like a, I agree launching pad all the way yeah
0: but because of that we we i mean knock on wood but we never missed the bus last year so that was that was good <laughs> that's amazing that's but amazing.
2: Worse. I didn't stress much. I actually sort of outsourced my, do- my son. It didn't matter if he's on time. He's preschool. My daughter was in kindergarten, and they're pretty sticklers. I kind of told her nanny I'd hope that she'd be on time every day, and she did an amazing job, and I never worried about it. And I felt like, you know what? If she was late, fine. Actually, I take it back. I worried about it earlier in the year, and then towards the spring, I sort of decided that I could – not worry about it and it would be fine. And it was.
0: Yeah. Probably being late to kindergarten is not the world's biggest problem. Um, Probably not. (laughs) uh, You know, people are always asking about lunches. I guess lunch, lunch packing is a, um, we, as soon as our kids are able to buy school lunch, we, we have them. Uh, I put my note, somebody recently called it hot lunch to me, which I love. Like you know, it's oh the kids get a hot lunch because some people that have uh, right. a, a sort of there's sometimes some negative discussion of school lunch which I would say most places have gotten a lot better since you were a kid um, if you're listening to this and you're in our sort of target age demographic um, it's definitely improved um, since the sloppy joes of
2: I'm I'm still I, I mean this is where where you know this podcast is, is different voices and different opinions sometimes I'm not quite as sold on it but I think. I agree. It's one meal out of the day. So if your kids like it and they'll eat it and they prefer that, then and it's easier, go for it. I've gone the other easy route, which is again, I sort of, our nanny preps the lunch from our leftovers most nights. And our kids are younger, so I'm less likely to get a lot of pushback, I'm sure, at some point. Although our daughter has said, I don't want to buy the lunch. It looks yucky. So there you go. We can use up leftovers and. I kind of know what she's eating, which I like.
0: We, we can see, too, though. Actually, we can see, you know.
2: Yes, I love that. So, you know, they're not, I've heard that, like, it's, you know, they're not just eating chips for lunch or something like that. Yeah.
0: I, but I also like the idea of them making a selection, like, you know, that this is, and kids can make their own lunches, too, by the way. Um, you know, this is, yes, this is a chore that can so be true. very easily, and they have motivation to do it in the sense that then they get stuff that they like. Um, so, you know, as soon as the kids might be capable of all of that, sort of supervise them doing it. But yeah, you definitely can um, have them start to take that on. Although I love that, so you you packed bread for your son at a Jewish school during Passover. Whoa, you know, well, party foul there. I,
2: our nanny packed bread, and I didn't tell her not to pack bread, so it is absolutely now. my fault. But I literally got a phone call that was a little bit mortifying. They're like, um, Cameron <laughs> no has bread. We are in the unleavened day these yeah, days. Yeah, they're like, we gave him some matzah, and I'm like thanks. Cause obviously well, we don't keep Passover. So that was, yeah, that was a little embarrassing, but we do, we do pack lunches every day. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> put major school dates on your calendar as soon as you get them. Um, my guess is that your school district has probably published dates um, for, for this upcoming school year. They probably had them out as of like the end of yeah, like, Janu- like yeah,
2: January, I think, or December. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that
0: They tend to approve the dates for the next year well in advance. So you could, in pretty soon, the ones for 2019, 2020 will be out. So you might want to get those on your calendar ahead of time because then, you know, you know to ask for, say, spring break off or what the particular, you know, holiday winter break is. Um So once you know these things, you can, you know, if you're going you to ask, yeah,
2: it's key because we have to do our call schedules for 2019. So... Uh, yeah, I almost need I almost need fall of 2019 as well. I don't have that yet, but I mean, obviously, there's some flexibility there. But yeah, spring break, vacations, other kind of stuff. Usually, the school, uh, the availability of the school calendar, kind of triggers us to do one of our couple of yearly planning summits where we figure out what vacations we want to take and kind of big picture what holidays we want to work and don't want to work and um, whether you want
0: to have another baby, right? Like that's another of your summit um, decisions. <laughs> I can already
2: tell you the answer to that one. Uh, no, <laughs> at least, at least right now. No, I think for real. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of having multiple kids and and the logistics of that, uh, you know, I, so the reminder on on homework and school projects that. Um,
2: yeah. Tell me how that works. Because, you know, right now I'm in that, I have one in kindergarten or one going into first grade. So last year I just had one kid that had homework and the parents in her class definitely seem to be giving the homework a lot of attention. Like sometimes I would get a what's up thing from a parent that's like, what's the answer to number seven? And I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> um I did not really do a lot of the homework. Our nanny helped Annabelle with her homework and it was fine. And if she got something wrong, that's okay. Cause that's, in my opinion, part of the point of homework. And it definitely made me think when I had Genevieve, like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be micromanaging, you know, my f- six-year-old's homework when I also, at that point, it will have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Like, everyone's going to have to do their own homework yeah. at our house, well, end of story. As they should
0: because, I mean, you <laughs> have already been through fifth grade, so it's not testing you. It's not making sure that you know this stuff. It's it's about your kids. Yeah. So I, my, my general thought is the kids are – responsible for it. And if they forget it, they forget. If they don't do it, they have, you know, I can remind them, but on some level, it's, they're the ones who are going to have to, you know, answer to their teacher and that they need to- How about to- the
2: age old? I left my thing at home, mom. Can you bring it? Uh, it's so in, in
0: general, we, you know, try to think about that before you leave uh, as much as possible. We brought lunches that have been forgotten for, you know, the kindergartner had to have lunch because there wasn't a- good Oh lunch yeah. yeah I'm not <laughs> be hungry. Yeah. I mean, it's- I, I really think, I mean, the point of school is preparing students to be responsible and independent citizens. And so, again, you know, I've already been through fifth grade. It's not about whether I know how and to do this
2: math. It's it, about. Whether. It's interesting because we got some homework for kindergarten that would require reading, like in the beginning of the year, to decipher the homework, but the kids weren't reading yet. So... I mean, to some extent, I mean and my sister in law, who's a wonderful teacher, she kind of encourages parental involvement in the homework, not the parents doing the homework. But then at the same time, the more kids you have and the more you're working outside the home, I, I just wonder how how realistic that is. And I, I, I do want to to try to be supportive, but I I think homework's gonna have to be for the kids. Yeah. And we'll see how that evolves yeah. as they get older. Well,
0: and we definitely talk about, you know, you do your homework first. Like, okay, we do ask, like, do you have homework? Okay, let like you have it assigned weekly, you know, my general thing, I don't want you to leave it to Thursday night. That's because stuff comes up. And also I have choir Thursday night. So I'm not going to be able to deal with anything if you discover that there's something you don't understand. So do it earlier in the week. Um, do it before you do video games. Do it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm also trying to teach the idea of go back and check your work, um, which is also not an intuitive skill necessarily uh, for, for everyone. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think... Don't stress about all the stuff. I mean, you'll be in a routine in the first few weeks. You're figuring out a new routine, but you'll figure it out. Um, you know, any individual homework assignment is not the end of the world. Um, you know, your kids will be fine. They'll figure it out. So relax. Try to enjoy it. All that good stuff.
2: All right. <laughs> you can buy a new backpack. Yes, I know. Well,
0: Speaking of backpacks.
2: Speaking of, yes, our Q. this is a very quick Q&A because this has been a long episode already. Uh, well, hopefully – Hopefully, it filled somebody's commute really well. I got this on Instagram. It said, I'm a PhD student and desperately need an alternative to the backpack. I'm getting confused for an undergrad and can't seem to wear a dress in the backpack at the same time. So I just wanted to give this person permission to go ahead and move on from the backpack. And I will say, like I've seen myself in the mirror with my bag that I have right now, which I really love. And I'm like, that that bag really makes me look much more – impressive than I otherwise would look.
0: Well, definitely. <laughs> like then you'd credit, look with, one well, like an on backpack bag. on, like walking around the hospital.
2: A hundred percent. I mean, it really makes the outfit to have a fairly professional looking bag. And I, I, um, I'm am currently am really obsessed with my low tough, uh, work bag and, now also tote that I use to carry around my pump, which has been like the one thing I like about pumping is I get to carry around this really pretty extra bag. But of course there are all kinds of of options. I think the leather or vegan leather kind of looks are a little bit more professional. I think the sort of doctor's bag style, just that sort of, you know, big enough for a laptop, but also with some three dimensionality to it can be very professional looking and uh, practical. Um, Zip tops are awesome. I have that for my work bag and I think it's you know, if you can invest in a bag that you really like that looks professional, I always think bags and coats. Like they last a really long time. You literally have them on your person every single day. They can bring together your sort of entire presentation. Those are the things to invest on.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. You want a, a, a like a tote bag that is big enough for your laptop. I think is what you know, especially since she is still in school. And she's probably working in different places and carrying it around. That that has been key. So my my purse bag is, is a tote bag that is, it's coach, it's this baby blue color, and it's big enough for my laptop. And so that's what I have as my carry, one of my carry-ons when I get on the plane, which has been key. Like I wouldn't want to have a purse that I then couldn't use as something to carry, you know, the laptop
2: and definitely try them on and find one that kind of cradles on your arm well, because, you know, there are bags that are more comfortable than others. Um, and I find that that makes a difference of whether I'm pleased to carry it around and sling it from the car to-, to work or whether I find it just annoying wish I was carrying a backpack.
0: Yeah. All right. So time to trade up new, new, <laughs> new bag for, for our student here is uh, wanting to look more professional. Uh, so love of the week. Um, What's your love of the week? Uh, well, I, we could both have this love of the week, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is- okay. Our love of the week is doing this world.
2: podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that the love of the week is this podcast. It's been so fun and we really enjoy it. And we are greatly hoping that um, this is something that continues. And again, look for our survey coming your way soon. You can always connect with us through Laura's blog. She does a weekly post or the Instagram best of both worlds podcast on Insta. And if you're actually wanting to shuffle through episodes, you can actually go to bestofworldspodcast.com and they're all listed there.
0: This has been our, our back to school and anniversary episode number 55 tune in next week for yet more, uh, another starting another year on how to make work and life fit together.
2: Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah at the shoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on
0: Instagram. And you can find me, Laura at com. This has been the best of both worlds podcast. Please join us next time. more on making work and life work together.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste.